We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... Welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's panel, Gary Eck, Alice Fraser and Tommy D. Yay. Woo! Woo! Yay! Us. We're the best. Best <coughs> panel ever. We're the best. Best. Actually, you're not the best. The best <laughs> is Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. who has been credited with saving the world after it emerged that she donated $1 million back in April to fund the researchers at Moderna the company that's come up with what seems like the best COVID vaccine so far. What other celebrities can claim to have helped humanity to the same degree as the great Dolly Parton, Gary Eck? Well, I just want to say that's very nice of Dolly to do that. And I think it's a great idea that celebrities endorse the COVID vaccine to get people to use them. Yeah, with their own money. With their own money. But, I mean, who better than Dolly? Like, if you're a country and Western fan, I mean, why not get Dolly Parton out there spruiking her own kind of brand of vaccine. Oh, they should actually put a name on it. Yeah, put a name. So it's the Dolly Parton vaccine. I mean, it only works nine to five, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And she can re-sing all of the songs, you know, to get people excited, you know. That's right. Virus in the stream, you know, and we cough on each other, da-da, you know, that sort of thing. And look, there are a lot of anti-vaxxers out there, like people refusing to take the vaccination because they don't believe in it, but it's going to be very hard for them to resist the Michael Buble vaccine. He puts his name to it. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants a jab of Michael Buble. Come on, two jabs of Michael what, Buble. What, what elderly person cannot, can resist Andre Rieu's oh, exactly. yeah, magnificent classical yeah. rendition of Take Your Jab, You Idiot? Well, and, and with, with masked violins. Yeah. And then the biggest one of, like, 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 Trump, right? Trump, if he endorses a vaccine, like, he's got over 100 million followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So he can just endorse one, just call it Trump, mm. and it's, you know, all it takes is a little prick. That's a slogan. It's a great prick, just a big, big prick. He try that. He was actually marketing he a would, lot of vaccines up yeah. the front, you know, maybe just, maybe hydrochloroquine, <laughs> maybe true. bleach, maybe sunlight. Yeah, yeah. yeah chicken saliva, it's huge, just yeah. take some chicken saliva. He's never focused. The problem with him was he had a different solve each week. <laughs> he was like an episodic television show this week. The disease of the week is solved by <laughs> sandpaper. 500 grit or less. Scrape it off. Quick, quick, inject the butler. It's always the butler. <laughs> and he'd always look at someone else to get that validation as if it wasn't his idea. Mm. Like you said, right, inject yourself with, like, uh, kerosene. Is that right? <laughs> and so they have to go, mm, yeah, right. Yeah, Alice, it is good to see celebrities getting involved, though, isn't it? Yes, you know, absolutely. I think it's fantastic. Although, you know, she people are saying as though she funded the entire virus. I don't, I don't want to break anyone's bubble here, but a virus costs a lot more than a million dollars to create a vaccine for. Uh, well, it's not. I don't see you having given a million dollars, Alice. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thrilled that she's an angel who funds reading programs and vaccine development. But let's, like, enjoy the feel-good story without infantilizing ourselves by clutching onto the flotation device that is Dolly Parton's beautiful personality uh, and or boobs. She is wonderful though, isn't she? <laughs> he, she, mm. is. she is. To be fair, mm. she also funded the Dolly Parton theme park, which was practicing social distancing years before Mm-mm. it was even popular. <laughs> you know, we went to, we, we've only been to America once on a family holidays about 20 years ago, and we travelled to Tennessee. Mm. 
and it was closed for renovations. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, it's like the, the Dolly, Dolly World. Oh, right. Oh. Dolly World. No, not the whole of the United States. Yeah. No, Tennessee. The, the Tennessee Dolly. has taken the week off. No, Dolly yeah. World was closed. But isn't that pretty apt? Dolly Parton does take breaks for renovations of herself every <laughs> yeah. now and then. Why, so. not the, yeah. why not the theme park? Tommy, it is good to see the celebrities getting involved, though, isn't it? I think it was. I, I'm disappointed that it wasn't Beyonce. Mm. Um, mm. Just, you know, the, the, the COVID-19... You know, solved by the bay. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> boom. That would have been great. Rihanna could have done it. Yeah, mm. she would have done it. I, I would. You would have been awesome just because new millennial. It was Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah. Eilish. 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 Billie Eilish. I just found out who she was last week. Someone said, "Oh, Billie Eilish." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." But she already had. Can, the I, video, can I say to like, young people, once Gary Eck knows who your <laughs> star is, it's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, or, or, or who's a, I, I'm terrible. I know he's very big in the news right now, but I suddenly can't remember his name. Sh- uh, celebrity chef and conspiracy. Oh, Pete, oh, Pete, Pete, Pete Evans. Evans. Pete, Pete Evans. Evans. Yeah. He, he yeah. should have. <laughs> he should have put some money in. Yeah, but he's an anti-vaxxer. That's yeah. the point. That would have been what. That would have been the whole point oh, of the okay. fun. Mm. Yeah, it's like you know he'd be like I you know gave a million dollars. We developed a cure. And you shouldn't take it. <laughs> you should not take it. It would be crazy if you all got together. Just, In fact, I just want you to eat my Nazi cookie. Yeah. Eat my Nazi cookies. And have this, wash it down with this beef broth. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Eck, yeah. Alice Fraser, and Tommy Dean are here. Now, Crown's new Barangaroo Casino will be barred from opening next month as planned, following a decision this week in its absence. What are we going to gamble on this festive season? Alice Fraser... Australians have got to gamble. I mean... No casino. Well, I mean, we could gamble on what it, what is going to be the next horrifyingly undeniable example of man-induced climate, climate catastrophe that people will try yeah. to politicise for the sake of the economy. Uh, I am going to gamble on whether people will give me combined birthday Christmas presents again. Uh, my birthday you, is the you, 7th of January and uh, I have a twin, which means there's one present where there should be four. Yeah. And as a Buddhist child, you're not allowed to complain about that. <laughs> as a Buddhist child, you're not meant to get Christmas presents. <laughs> no, my granny, my Jewish granny was the most enthusiastic member of my family about Christmas, but her idea of Christmas mm. was pretty vague. So my Santa was a Hungarian lady in a beard who would bring goulash. <laughs> so, but a good beard, right? Yeah. That is ideal, by the way. Yeah. Mm. I love Gula. She loved dressing up as Santa. She had she had all these ideas about what Christmas was, sort of very vague ideas of who, who the reindeer were called, uh, what their names were. Didn't matter because you were to chop them up for the goulash. <laughs> Donna and Blitzen and Olive and Sandra. And Entree. You know, Olive, the other reindeer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what's it like when you're like 10 years old? Do you, do, and you and your brother, do you, get, do, you, do you get birthday presents or is it all over by then? Well, so that's the thing. People re- either they give you a combined birthday Christmas present to share between you as twins, or <laughs> which is brutal, or they give you what is clearly a regifted present yeah. for, that they got from Christmas that didn't want. You oh, know, I see. Because it's only a week, it's only a week later. It's already in its wrapping. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. That sounds like. Buddhist philosophy, though. <laughs> yeah. It all goes Re-gift. around, right? Uh, second life, a second life for the present. <laughs> Reincarnating for someone else. Gift. Perfect. I didn't want tea lights, but you look like you need tea lights. <laughs> what, what are we going to gamble on if we can't gamble at Crown? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe we can gamble on how tall that building's going to get. <laughs> like every time I drive past yeah, it, it keeps taller. getting taller yeah. and taller and taller. I'm like, yeah. what are they doing? They, mu- they must have nothing to do other than going, what are you doing, Mick? I don't know. Let's put another floor <laughs> on the casino. Yeah, they, it they're it... gambling on how corrupt they can make <laughs> it. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe the idea is to make it as high as possible because I think the high roller floor is on the mm. top. So the higher you get, the less oxygen yeah. The more mistakes oh, people right, yeah. make when it comes to gambling. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, put it on 87. You How know. many officials can we corrupt this week? Yeah. Oh, I reckon 48. Yeah, 48. No, 49. <laughs> <laughs> and we should. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go. No. Well, what are we going to gamble on? I think we should gamble on what businesses are going to suddenly have some cash flow problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't quite launder it out the way they were. Oh, doing I it. see. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah. There's going to be some backup in the mm-hmm. system. I don't know if you guys are fans of the television show Ozark. I love Ozark, yeah. Uh, which is all about money laundering. Oh, okay, mm. so if they can't money launder through uh, Crown's accounts... Mm. Then you have to apparently use it as insulation in the walls of holiday cabins. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> don't, don't they, in, in Ozarks, don't they, uh, they they hide it in Bibles, don't they? Hide it, well, that's how they... They, that was, uh, um, they hide it in the cabin walls. Mm. Originally, all the cash yeah. is in the cabin walls. And, and they're they, pretending to be preachers out in... See, I can see James Packer on a boat in Sydney Harbour oh, yeah. pr- pretending to preach from the Bible. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, the Bibles that's, were how they... Uh, Dealt heroin. Oh, was it right? Yeah, drug okay. dealers. Oh, okay. But then they, I, I forget. There's so many yeah. good things. But then they, but that's how they did it. Was they hired a riverboat casino? They bought it into the casino business because there's nothing easier. Mm. So I don't know why anybody was surprised. When they're like, what? But it's actually quite a what? good timing, though, Tommy, because there's a lot of businesses, unfortunately, probably going under because of COVID. And the idea when you launder something is you buy a really bad business and put all the money mm. through it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Opportunities, opportunities for, for other people's losses. And people see this as a negative story. <laughs> Come it's on, a, it's a COVID recovery, <laughs> money laundering. It's the new business for Australia. Gary Eck, uh, Alice Fraser, and Tommy Dean are here. By the way, Alice is on at the Comedy Store, November twenty-seven. See her stand up here in Sydney before she gets tempted back to the UK. <laughs> Actually, considering the figures <laughs> yeah. in the UK, she'll yeah. be here for some, some time, time. But still, yeah, November twenty-seven at the let's, Comedy let's Store. Let's gamble on that. Yeah. yeah. When Alice will Fraser's Alice exit date? <laughs> I got the overs and unders. You can actually book novelty bets. You can bet on people's. You can bet on Eddie Maguire's future. Like what his what what his job is next? Yeah. yeah, I'm not even joking. You can do that. Wow. The odds, the lowest odds are that he's going to be like you know um, in celebrity. Get me out of here, whatever. That's that's the next. That's his. That's right. the most likely outcome. That's the mi- most likely. And, and what outcome. president of the UN is the least likely? Oh no, like yeah, no, it's up there. I think coaching <laughs> Melbourne. Um, you know. Oh yeah, Melbourne's like a new head yeah, coach, yeah. so he's not going to do that. No, he's not going to do that. So. Well, anyway. Eddie Jones, uh, famously a coach of the UK rugby team, was my PE teacher back in the day wow. in primary school. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. We used to call him the... Mr. Muscles oh. in the way that you weirdly have nicknames for your teachers <laughs> totally. when you're in a Inappropriate nicknames. Is your maths teacher Mr. Spectacles? And... <laughs> <laughs> now, South Australia has backed down after imposing the nation's toughest lockdown after it appeared the outbreak wasn't as bad as first thought. Uh, the, uh, the the bad idea is based on this guy who'd lied. Along the way, <laughs> it released a very short list of essential services that will remain open. Butchers, fishmongers and hardware stores. If you had to decide what was essential in life, what would you allow to stay open? Is, is your list butchers, fishmongers and hardware stores? Tommy. I'm certainly putting fishmongers at the top of my list because that stuff, it, you can't have it going off. Mm. It is essential that we eat that <laughs> as soon as we take it out of the ocean. If you don't freeze it or eat it, that's all you can do with fish. 
And if you don't let them move it on, it's going to ruin an entire neighborhood. Mm. Uh, take that from someone who has lived near a fishmonger for a while who wasn't very popular. Uh, it was terrible. You could just tell they're having a bad day. <laughs> a lot of sales today. <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible work down at the prawn house. That is, is that, no good Does for fishmonger, them. is that like, because uh, we don't use fishmonger in Sydney. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's the term they use in the official, yeah. Uh, yeah. But well, we, we, I never say I'm going down to the fishmonger. Yeah, so the fish shop, do you? No, fishmonger is an app. It's like, a, it's like Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your meet, meet fish. Yeah, yeah for, for sea captains. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that brim you looks nice. Left. You Ooh, cast, cast left. left. Cast Swap. right. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a wide net. Sounds like Give me a I'd be the fishmonger. Uh, coffee houses for sure, by the way. Baristas, every barista is essential. Yeah. yeah. Every barista, every perfectly manicured, bearded barista mm. is necessary. How else do we fund the independent bands of this nation? There's no other way that the music gets made. <laughs> but the dreams will never live. Mm. Life cannot go on without the coffee man. Okay, so yeah. fishmongers, fishmongers, baristas. Baristas. Yeah. Hardware stores? No. Well, that's on their mm. list. That's crazy talk. Mm. That's, I'm assuming that was that was just to get the men out of the house. <laughs> I'm assuming. I don't. Social distancing. We'll get the guy out of the house. Yeah. Open the hardware. And just stores. let him wander the aisles looking for a spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think hardware stores are great because it, you can combine exercising. Like if you've been to Bunnings yeah, and you yeah. go, "Hey, mate, do you know where the garden hose is?" Oh, that's aisle seven thousand four hundred. There's <laughs> yeah, a train yeah. leaving mm. in ten minutes. Yeah. Or you can walk. Yeah. Good, good exercise. You know. That's why they sell sausages. You know, afterwards, because you're, you're so knackered after mm. you've tried to look for something. Can you explain the science of this? You go to Hardware Hill, yeah. and it's the biggest airport hangar you've ever seen mm. in your life. And you go and ask for something relatively simple, and in those 5,000 hectares of land, yeah. they don't have it. <laughs> if you go to a small neighborhood hardware store, it's the size of a shoebox, yeah. and you go in and you ask for a, you know, window sprocket turner, and the guy does not even leave the mm. spot he's standing on. He reaches down to the third drawer and Dang. pulls out that exact item. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. And then you make the mistake of going to places like Bunnings thinking, I know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find that sprocket. <laughs> How hard can it be? Because yeah. it's all, you know, labelled and then, of course, you spend hours and then you go back to the guy and say, mate, do you know where the sprocket is? And mm-hmm. then he goes, you know what? I used to work in a small store. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was just there, got he's pocket. got in his pocket. <laughs> I was just there yesterday, and I'm still marvel at. I don't know who was in charge of ordering their trolleys, but they use two of the weirdest trolley systems I have mm. ever. And they don't push straight. You yep. can't pull them. You yeah. can't push them. They run only at diagonals. <laughs> You'd think for a hardware store they could fix that. Yeah, yeah. but they don't. They don't. They they roll, but just in weird mm. ideas of physics. It's like it's like it's like non-Euclid geometry was brought into <laughs> yep. play. For the trolley alone, it was like Escher started to design the system and then got fired halfway yeah. through. They were going to go with straight aisles, but mm. these diagonal pushing trolleys. It's so, it's so it matches the job that you will complete at home. All and strange those, angles. Yeah. And they put those special deals out, you know, so they have just a clear aisle, but then there's like one bucket of tape measures. <laughs> and that just totally blocks the trolley. <laughs> Clang! Then you got to buy the tape you measures buy to get rid of tape it. Measure. You can actually work out exactly how much space you don't have left to get your trolley through. 
deeply annoying. It is not essential. It is so not essential. Bakery so, goods are essential. Bakery goods. Okay. So we've got the baker, we've got yeah. the fishmonger, we've got the barista. What else, Gary? I think any place that sells food is I'm up for. So don't close those. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think. I, I don't know. In Adelaide, are they closing? The supermarkets open. Oh, the supermarkets. The, open. the cafes are closed. The restaurants have been. Closed. Oh, so you can Correct. dine. You can dine in the supermarket. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this has all changed now because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they realised that the whole panic yeah. was based on the guy yeah. lying. So they've now decided. They can tell you. So you can take your wife out yeah. to aisle seven and. and and Woolworths, <laughs> we're, we're dining, we're dining sweet tonight, dear. <laughs> Grab anything from the frozen section. My treat. <laughs> Alice, Alice. I think people's hearts and minds should stay uh, open, Richard. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's move on. Now. Yeah. Um, can Look, we I think they should, but I do not think it's essential. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone think you're buying Alice? I think half of prison. America has shown that we can still get by without that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's. Thank God it's. Thank God. It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and Gary Eck, Alice Fraser and Tommy Dean are here. Uh, Now, a new chief scientist has been appointed. The CSIRO physicist Cathy Foley is now Australia's chief scientist. What are some of the mysteries of life you'd like Cathy to use science to answer? Alice Fraser. I would like to know why uh, the boomer generation is so against selfie sticks when an extendable arm is the perfect tool to help them read the menu at a distance. <laughs> My dad reads everything like he's dr- like yeah, it's yeah. dripping, yeah, yeah. You know, just arm's length. That's right. I got the I got the Sydney Morning Herald now. To, you know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You need a selfie stick to yeah, just give yeah, you that extra reach so that you don't. I've have been to using the Hubble on. telescope actually. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, why do all parents answer the phone in public on speaker? That's a Do they? Yes, that's a generational thing that I've noticed. Oh. They love a loud chat in a public space. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Is it a curse or some sort of magnet? Hmm. Yeah. We, we did the fish oil, the big fish hmm. oil study, and, and it did make me wonder if fish oil makes you so smart. Why aren't fish... More yeah. smart. Why do they why, keep why getting caught? Why do they keep getting caught? Why do they bite the hook? <laughs> How smart are they? Mm. What do you want Cathy to look at? Because she's a brilliant mind. Look, I've got a few things. Like, um, you know, why avocado always comes smashed? Like, I think that's a bit violent. It's always mm. smashed avocado uh-huh. and poached eggs. Yeah, like have a smashed. Lightly, a lightly pressed avocado. Yeah, gently squished avocado yeah. and Because you don't eggs. smash it, really. You just get a fork and gently... Uh... Yeah, but the terminology, it's like you don't have pulverised yeah, avocado. Yeah. And then the, the, the eggs get out of it easily. It's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not... It's not a they blitter- easy. The eggs yeah. get out of it over yeah, easy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not, you know, obliterated <laughs> avocado with, uh, you know, horrendously boiled, de-shelled <laughs> eggs. Yeah, yeah, eggs get Screaming cuddled. eggs. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Cuddled. Eggs get coddled. Coddled, yeah, exactly. The eggs. Everyone loves the eggs but hates the avocado. Avocado. Smash it. Yeah. Destroy it. What's avocado ever done to you, yeah, Australia? Not, I don't understand that's it. That's so. it. Not to, not to destroy the internal integrity of that joke. Eggs also get whipped and beaten. Yeah, so that's... They do. Actually. They Sometimes, do, but, but only to whisked. go in. Yeah. They get whisked, whisked yeah, and lightly beaten. Yeah. Sorry, Alice. <laughs> lightly, just lightly beat the eggs. Beaten. Don't hurt the eggs. Just lightly beat them. <laughs> but smash the avocado and obliterate it. Destroy the eggs. Um, all right, so that's done. That's tick. Uh, what else? Uh, <laughs> Oh, you know, this, this always bugs me. It's bugged me for a long time. You know when you go to a hotel and you go down for breakfast and... And they're smashing the... They're smashing the, <laughs> the chef is smashing the avocado. I go, just go gentle, buddy. No, but, you know, we've got all this amazing technology. We put people on the moon, yet that hotel toaster always takes forever. Mm. 
to toast your toast. Mm-hmm. Like, surely there's got to be technology. Yeah, and you usually have to put it through twice, don't you? Yes, yeah, so you're standing there with your eggs, yeah. which are yeah. cuddled or lightly poached. And with the, with oh, the, no, the, those with are the, Marie Bake. They're the worst <laughs> eggs <laughs> of yeah, all time. That's true. But, you know, you've got some avocado that's been bricked to death. <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. then it comes through and then, as you say, you've got to put it again Then it's just all burnt and you've got to, uh, yeah. I don't understand that. Surely technology out there. But the home toaster is no better in a way. And the home toaster, well, how come the home toaster undercooks the first slice and overcooks the second slice? But you can time it at home. It's all about, because you know your toaster, what it does. So you put the toast on, then you open the fridge, you get the milk, mm. you do this, you do all these other activities and then bing. You obviously oh. don't have a second slice. Because if you have a second slice, the toaster is already warm, so even mm. on the same setting, it overcooks it. Look, I think we're going to have to take this conversation outside. No, no, this, this is toaster. where the science comes in, because I, yeah. we've had this argument, and I say your first slice uh, is on your four. This is my toaster speaking. Yeah, yeah. They're all different. Uh, my first slice is on the four. Uh, my second slice <laughs> is on the three. Uh, okay. Right. And my third slice is back on the four because I've had two slices of toast and enough time has passed that the toaster. <laughs> you got to admit it's down. complicated though. I yeah, mean, people say you know people say oh it's so easy you make you make tea and toast in the morning. How easy is that yeah. tea and toast? But the the complications of tea and toast the complications yeah. are enormous. I mean, you take the tea, you put the milk in first, the milk in last. Yeah. How many times do you spin the pot? Do you put, take the Dunk. the boiling thing to the you know? Mm. It's incredibly complicated. First mm. off, and then I can't the, even believe you're boiling your water, you tea cretin. <laughs> you want to bring it up to just under boiling? Yeah. That's crazy talk. Depending on the tea. For example, well, a very good exactly Japanese right. green tea, you don't even want like between 60 and 80 degrees is what you want. Yeah. Are have. you familiar yeah. with the 1944 essay by George Orwell, The Making of a Cup of Tea, in which he tells you it's so crucial to have the water actually mm. boiling. This is in pre-electric days, so oh, he's right. got the, 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 the kettle on the hob mm. and he's taking, he's very insistent on this, you take the pot to the hob so that as you pour the water in, there are still flames underneath. It is still actually uh, boiling boil, as that you is, pour that's it. That's true. Are that's you true. And that is one of the greatest writers in the English language, and you're coming mm. along here and dissing him? Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying I've read a lot about tea, and now I'm, now I'm wondering if George Orwell, did he place his teacups in warm water so that the cup itself was at temperature? Mm. Well, no, he, he warmed the pot. Was it a prank? But he didn't, he's known for those. He didn't, he didn't warm the cups. No. <laughs> you warm yeah. the cups as well. Yeah, but, but, you know, he also, he didn't, his view of the future was grim. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and he did make up a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I think that's what it was. Was that a short? Was really <laughs> yeah. wretched. It was probably just a short story, Richard. Like how yeah. uh, George Bernard Shaw used to wear shoes that were too small for him, so that he could understand the misery of human existence. <laughs> um, idiot. Yeah. So George Orwell yeah. mismade his cups of tea so yeah. he could achieve but the, the hotel. same. Hotel. Yeah. Gary hinted at it. The mistake you make is that you get all your other stuff and then you, you go to the wait. toaster. You go backwards. You got to put your bread in the toaster. I- then start going back through, pick up the But it's hard on, because there's a queue. People are around. onto that. No, People because... are onto that. So they get there and they know, put your toast on. So you've got to get there. And, and you're still waiting because there's a queue of people doing exactly what you're saying. Yeah, by the time you come back around, mm. somebody's toast has come out yeah. on the second trip. I, that's, you take, you just take theirs. Is this yours? Because <laughs> I think it's the timing of yeah. hotel toast. That's true. I think this is mine, isn't it? That's right. It's and like, those oh eggs my God, on your it's plate. raining. I'll get this umbrella that I didn't bring. Yeah. Bling! And then if they get angry, you go, mate, look, I smash avocados. Don't just back off. Look what I did to this. <laughs> but the truth is the hotel buffet is going to be a thing of the past. I mean, unless we get the vaccine, they're not going to have hotel. That's true. It's going to be sit-down service. Mm. So your dream of, of, of getting your toast, forget it. Yeah. Well, I can start. Gary, what would you like? I'll start with toast, thanks. <laughs> and you better put it on now because it takes a while. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy is a Sydney person, the new chief scientist. I think she listens to this program, so she's probably taking mm. notes. What do you want her to, to... Well, she should uh, work out uh, the exact science of radio punchlines. 
That would be helpful. To tie. What in the tie? Me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, how do you get it? I think she should have a word about that. Uh, she, uh, you know, CSIRO. Uh, CSI or CSRI? CSI, Commonwealth Commonwe- Commonwe- Scientific and Industrial Research Organization. Kissero. 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 Do they have a cool way to say it? Kissero. There is no Kissero. cool way to say it. By definition, it's full of scientists. Syro yeah. <laughs> is what we Syro. say. Yeah. But, uh, they invented Wi Fi. Yeah, they did. Uh, so I would like to know uh, why uh, my Wi Fi <laughs> always buffers at exactly. The moment, say, the killer's about to be revealed <laughs> in a drama. Yeah. Uh, whether or not the ball's about to go between the goalposts in yeah. a football game. Mm. It just seems to know. And Lotto has been won by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got five numbers in the Powerball is. <laughs> no! On the other hand, uh, it's a good way if somebody puts a sticky question to you over Zoom or whatever, you just freeze while you're thinking and pretend it's oh, yeah, <laughs> And have a little like animated oh, icon of the buffer <laughs> yeah. ready to go. Yeah. The Wheel of Death, ladies and gentlemen, we're ready for the Wheel of Death. Tommy's going to take it on this week. Today's topics are, uh, are vinyl records, nail clippers, gone to seed, uh, whipper snipping, Failed Heroes, World Toilet Day. Apparently yesterday was World, world Toilet mm. Day. Every day is uh, World Toilet Day. <laughs> 1,000 thread sheets. It's a very, you that know. That is wow. so low. That it's is a, a low count. What? what do you mean? That's 1, good. 1,000. It's good, isn't it? No, you want 3,000 Egyptian. Oh, God. There you go. <laughs> Knee replacements, Moving House, I heard that Sh- Schadenfreude, <laughs> Baby's Pram, Car Servicing, and really on counts. being garrulous. That's right. That's how I put myself to sleep. One, <laughs> two, garrulous. Three threads and four. Here we go. Round five. and round and round it goes where it stops. No one knows. That Today's was the topic. Worst spin it wasn't ever. good, was it? Vinyl records are your topic. Mm. Interesting. That's hilarious, though. That's such a poor spin came up on vinyl records, which is all about the spin. Ah, <laughs> that's true. The nice 33 and a third rotations per minute. Vinyl records. Revolution's actually not rotation. Tommy Dean. Mm, on vinyl records. Um, look, there. I I come from the age of vinyl. Vinyl was, I think, the last true amazing piece of wizardry. Like CDs, I don't understand, but it mm. makes sense that somehow electronically we encoded information and stuck it. Mm. But we we dug it into vinyl. I still to this day don't have any idea how that works. It's quite mysterious, isn't it's it? It's quite mysterious. Yeah. How mm. do you take? I, I agree. How do they discover that vinyl was the I mean, I don't know what the original tubes were that mm. Edison used. Uh, that they were, you know, the, mm. the tubular, the tubule. And what's making the tune when the needle passes along that it's track? No, it's, why it's, does mm. it go yesterday? Because it's, it's, it's the Beatles album. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the cover. It's got the Beatles on it. Yeah. Have, have I mean, that's why. Was, that's the song. Mm. That's... <laughs> have you ever played with one of those things that go that where you roll the little handle and it plays a ding ding ding? Yeah, ding, yeah, ding. yeah, yeah. It's like that, but more so. Yeah, but that's a, that's a big thing. You can t- see how it, it, the 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 the, the um, tines are twinging on different mm. little um, yeah, that's sprockets. Why I used it as mm. the analogy so that you could wrap that's your head around. That's a giant version. <laughs> but if you look at a vinyl record think that's at like right. a thousand million magnification, I don't think Alice is right. It looks like yeah. a canyon with all sorts of crazy grooves and ridges sticking out, and it, this needle bounces off the grooves. And through wizardry, <laughs> because it's vinyl meets diamond. Diamond yeah. tip mm. needle is what the you know the, the cool audio. But why does it? Why does the diamond going on this side of the the uh, canyon and then on that side of the canyon, then deeper into the canyon? Know, why does that the then magic. produce yesterday? Uh, I said it already because that was the song <laughs> that the Beatles put on the album. Now, whenever I put the needle down, it was always back in black. 
<laughs> the same vinyl technology could contain mm. the magical roar mm. of ACDC, mm. and yet at the same time, the gentle twinings of yesterday. Mm. And it was amazing. And uh, this that warm sound, then the sounds that don't even go with the music, the sound of a needle touching raw vinyl. Yeah. It's that little warm mm. pop. Yeah. Mm. You know, the, 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 probably the only sound that ASMR people are still trying to remember. Mm. Everything else is an attempt to recreate the sound of a needle setting on the empty slot mm. just before the canyons kick in. Mm. It's full of expectation and yeah. wonder and, yeah. In movies, they always have that sound whenever they... Yeah. I can't, I can't do it, but yeah. it's so good. And headphones, I remember getting headphones, headphones had stereo back and forth. You know, so they, somehow the system played sounds that were recorded mm. only for the left ear would come out and then only the right ear. And sometimes it would move through, like the sound was traveling through your skull. Mm-hmm. Ah, I was... did that with my stand-up special. I recorded it on binaural mic- microphones so that you had that experience of hearing the people around you in the audience yes. laughing. That, like, that was really important to me mm. because of that feeling of being surrounded by other people That's such a neat... when you're listening to And it. they did it all the needle. And then they had the, the, the record player had the, the arm that would hold records. So you could put you know three or oh, four yeah, records yeah, yeah. and they would drop. But was it through some sort of magnet? How do they make them stick? They're vinyl. No, there was a little, uh, little kind of uh, lever, that, like like the, you'd have in an umbrella that stuck under the bottom record. Oh. A snib, that, I think, is the official a term. A snib, and the snib would the snib would retract. <laughs> but here's a mystery: would drop just one record, just one record, and then snip back. Okay, How could they have done that? Wow, <laughs> it was magic. <laughs> My first ever album. Vinyl was the BBC sound effects record. Mm, the Foley, interestingly enough, the talking Foley. about Elizabeth Foley, the Foley. <laughs> the sound album of Foley. Like, Amazing. Like it would simulate the sound of someone getting their arm chopped off, which was cutting a cabbage in half. And I adored this album. I would Did they listen. tell you what each thing was made of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, wow. yeah, so it described how they made the sound. Mm. The BBC sound effect record. And here is a man getting his arm chopped off. Did you. <laughs> Did you find it hard to get a girlfriend? I did very much so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come over to my house. Hey, I made a mixtape for you. How, how about some music? <laughs> Let me put this on. It's one of my favorite albums. <laughs> <laughs> Police come. We heard a disturbance at the Eck household. <laughs> but everything about vinyl was magic. Because then you also had the, the album cover. So art was a very big thing. Uh, inside liner notes, the idea that the uh, the package could open up mm. and then there was full scale things you could read mm. uh, and art and musings from the artist, yeah, and then the care of it, the way they you know, they took up so little space because they're so skinny, mm. you know, thousands of you know you would never stack them, you always mm. had them up on their edge, and the careful way you approached them. You held them like precious things that they were. Mm. You carefully split the cardboard open and mm. make sure you only touch the middle where the hole was. Uh. You didn't want your finger to ever yeah. touch. <laughs> and you had. To Did you have the little um, the little uh, brush that you <coughs> brushed? Them oh yeah, in? I had the the, the K-Tel record cleaning system <laughs> that you put a special liquid onto a giant foamy brush that you held down <laughs> as it spun round. And I had a little special brush for my diamond tip needle that as it eventually had picked up enough belly button lint, you have to <laughs> click that off and then drop it back down. Mm. Yeah, there's all that, and there was all that mystery as well uh, with vinyl. Nowadays, if you if you like an artist, you just go on their Instagram for close up pictures of their cervix. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> less mystery nowadays. There, there was, it was more mystery, and than you could that. fly them. They were also they would fly if you didn't like the particular record. <laughs> you could just send it spinning. The frisbee <laughs> method. But uh, the, the criticism, of course, and the reason why that it ended up being 
uh, thrown away for a while, mm. was people said there was too much chance of the record getting damaged and then you get that click, click, thick thing and the repeated phrase and all of that. But that's how mm. we learned that Paul was dead. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't play CDs backwards. Uh. The ability to play things backwards. You know, my favorite side note, not the vinyl. <laughs> in the 80s, when backmasking was a very big deal, especially if you were in the youth churches that I was attending at the time, and they were teaching you that rock and roll was terrible because of all the evil hidden messages and <laughs> Satan hidden. They're right there on the cover. If you look at the art, they're very clear about Satan's involvement in this project. Are you familiar with this Australian band, ACDC? Yeah. <laughs> but then they would, so the 700 Club, my grandmother's favorite show, uh, they, would, they played a Christian album spun a particular tune backwards and it was like, you know, the Lord is my shepherd when it went forward, but when you spun it back, Jesus is king, Jesus is king <laughs> and it sounded just as creepy. Yeah. But they were like, yay! <laughs> Goodness works in both directions. <laughs> Jesus is king. Jesus is king. <laughs> I mean, the other, the other issue though, of course, was that at the end of every side, there would be another sound, which would be the sound of it, the needle swinging into mm-hmm. the middle and just going... That was great, too. Yeah. You know, and the side B, the fact that it was like, you know, and when you're ready to continue, turn it over. Mm. We had to get yeah. story albums. The story continues yeah. as soon as you flip the album over. Mm. <laughs> but you had to get off the couch to do yeah. that. With and the, the idea of the B side, just the mm. idea of songs existing in different stratospheres. There's our hit single, and then the B side. Another song just to fill the mm. other side, which was sometimes a better song. Mm. Or like, a for example, song. a. Uh, Anybody yesterday. Good yes, <laughs> the back side of yesterday of, uh, was um, Helter Skelter. Hey, tomorrow. <laughs> on the back. Yeah. Tomorrow is just after yesterday. But there's like, I can't think of one famous B-side all of a sudden now that I think about it. The Candle in the Wind. I think Candle in the Wind was yes, a, yeah, a B-side right. yeah. yeah. in go. most markets. Mm. <laughs> and funny album covers too. You know, you get that on Facebook now. You know, the, the Love Brothers and they're all dorky people from the 70s yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing some stupid photo yeah. and get shared. Yeah. The other thing I remember was uh, often when the needle, when the record started to, you know, you'd have to weigh down the needle to stop it jumping tracks. And so you began with a five-cent coin just it weighted down on the needle on top of the stylus and then when that stopped working you put a 10 cent and soon you'd have sort of florins <laughs> bricks old bricks on the needle it was good it was it. A magic and even the whole the whole system the system was much more user friendly in my opinion you know the, the big cabinet it had it had gravitas gravitas mm-hmm. that's what i mean you approached it you mm-hmm. dealt with it you didn't just press a button yeah, or hit an app and you know, you know, mm. hooking your Spotify. Let's bring them back, to Tommy. Your... Bring I them back I... in cars. I want them back in cars when you're driving. <laughs> you got to put that on the needle. Hey kids, what about the music? That's right. That would bring good driving back too. Yeah. No. When you had to maintain a right speed. Yeah, no, I, no, no. I have the speed humps. Yeah, you, I feel you... like I feel like vinyl is too far for me. What I want is a lutenist, like a traveling minstrel, <laughs> just to come I and want play the me. Full orchestra <laughs> in the boot of the car. Does he die? Does he live? Like vinyl. They'll go away, but then come back. (laughs) Also, you can turn them into bowls and ashtrays. Well, on that note, we say he lives. So thank you to whoever suggested the topic, vinyl records. On Thank God It's Friday, we Somebody had... Somebody going, I said raincoats. I said vinyl raincoats. They ruined it. Carrie Ed, Alice Fraser and Tommy Dean are here. Now, the state treasurer wants to get rid of stamp duty on the sale of homes, but admits he'll need some other regular taxes to make up for the shortfall. Uh, he says an annual property tax should do the trick. 
But that's a bit mean, isn't it? Have you got better ideas for things we could tax? Gary Eck. Mm. Well, I think that's a stupid idea that they're proposing. Mm-hmm. Um, You're an economist. On a, on yeah. a con- well, I mean, say you buy a house out of Badgerys Creek before the airport, right? <laughs> your land is cheap, and then they decide to build the airport. Now your land value goes up, and you've well, got to pay more tax. Depending on who you know. Well, you're true. I do. Yes. Hello, Wagga Wagga. Um, but so I think they should tax stupidity. You know, oh, okay. there's plenty of yeah. it. Mm. And they'll never know they're being taxed. <laughs> That's right. Tax, and, and it'll never happen because the politicians are coming up with all the stupid ideas. So they're uh. obviously not going to tax it. But I think it's a good idea. You know, tax stupid, stupid ideas. And if a stupid idea gets made and it's there and you've got to pay back that money that you spent on that stupid idea. Mm. I mean, you're thinking this is probably a stupid idea and I'm happy to pay tax <laughs> on it, Richard. I don't mind. I'm happy to fork out whatever it takes, but I think just stupidity because you can monitor stupidity. It's, it's, it's everywhere. And, and it's not good. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't go away in like recessions. It's and taxes. Yeah. They're two things you can't avoid. In, in fact, it actually often gets worse in, in depressions and recessions. There's more stupidity, there's more, more, more conspiracy theories, more mad ideas. Yeah, it, paper is full of people doing dumb things. Like, I call it the dumb thing mm-hmm. tax. Yeah. Has no. Trump got enough money to pay that? <laughs> He's bankrupt right now. <laughs> He's <laughs> already bankrupt. Alice Fraser. Well, it's difficult to measure stupidity, but here's what I want. I want micro-taxes for things like, it's like a swear jar, like a national swear jar. Every time you want to be a dick online, mm-hmm. you have to pay in advance, uh-huh. like a dollar. A dollar. So you can say mm-hmm. that horrendous thing that you want to say if you think it's worth the dollar to say it. Great. Call it, the, it's a, the troll tax. The Twitter troll tax. Yeah. That would raise a lot of money. Yeah, like Pauline yeah. Hansen can go, look, I'll pay $10,000 mm-hmm. and I'm just going to like verbally yeah. oh, say... Oh, troll toll. That's what I should have troll. called it. Oh, troll no, it's toll. even better. Mm. Didn't this say exactly what Rupert Murdoch's whole business plan is? <laughs> <laughs> How much did he pay to do what he's doing? I've already thought of it. Uh, Tommy Dean, what taxes are we going to introduce? I, uh, I got this idea. I'm stealing an idea from um, uh, my local grocery store. Um, but now I noticed in, uh, when I check out, they asked me if I just want to round it up. Really? They just say, you know, mm. my, my total was $57.12. And they're like, well, would you want to round that up to $58 and we'll give that leftover money to whatever cause? I always say no. I never read no. the whole thing. No. no. <laughs> What's the cause? The, the private school education of their child? <laughs> no. He's sitting no. over there doing his... Four of these yeses and I could have got a candy bar. Huh? <laughs> but maybe that's it. Maybe just with everything we do, we just round it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good idea. The rounded up tax. Mm. Just take that extra because nobody cares about thirty-seven cents. I'll have thirty-seven cents. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Mm. But that's, that's the. I think whatever. they've already thought of that. It's called the GST. <laughs> round it up. But then round it up on top of the GST. GST yeah. is just ten percent flat. Then round it up. Ten percent plus round. Mm. <laughs> just take that. By the way, just so we're clear, I don't believe in any taxes. And I don't even know what stamp duty is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily against stamp mm. duty. Well, you must, have, you must have paid stamp duty when you bought the house. I'm sure someone did. <laughs> In my day, stamp duty was when you had to send out the Christmas cards and someone's <laughs> tongue was due. It's not a new tax. It's been yeah, in this state since 1840. So mm. is it a thing that you only pay when you buy a house? Yeah, that's right. Then keep it. I'm not buying any more houses. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> well, the economists say that's the problem because it stops people moving. There might be a point in your life where the kids are left home and uh, really, uh, and, and your wife is sick of her beautiful garden. So mm. you'll think, let's uh, let's mm. downsize to a little apartment and and let someone who really needs this house with kids and a garden to yeah. buy the house. And they'll do it. No, because you'll think if I sell the house and buy an apartment, the sales tax on that transfer will be so much. Instead, I'll just renovate the bathroom and we'll stay here. 
Okay, let's do that. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you told me. I, I, we need a new bathroom. <laughs> and now that you mention it. But that's uh, what the problem is, mm. because where does the young family I don't know go? what the problem is. I'm getting um, a new bathroom. <laughs> Wagga, What's the problem? Orange, Dubbo. <laughs> There's plenty of good places out there, Richard. <laughs> Waiting for homes. Waiting to for be homes. occupied. Who's I got... just, you know, here's my theory, and it's very rough, but I'm pretty sure that the problem with tax money is not that they keep coming with ways to get more of it, is that they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. That's really where I think we need to focus. We don't need to like, try to figure out yep. some way to get mm. Joe Normal guy. Ross Perot, ladies and gentlemen. Ross Perot. <laughs> Maybe do something with the money. You know, we've seen two great examples. This, in the last three weeks, we found out that you know we lost $30 million in property yeah, purchases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe there's your tax. Mm. Get that back. Yeah. Mm. Stupid I think, tax. The I think stupid this, point, tax. this point was made very eloquently by one Mr. Kerry Packer in front of the Senate inquiry in 1980-something or other. Oh, yes. where, he, where he's asked about is, is the fact that he you know, perhaps mm. uh, uh, was quite strenuous in his efforts not to pay tax. And he says, exactly. If I pay tax, you will misspend it. That's exactly <laughs> right. I hate what you both yeah. do with it. Yeah. Perfect. And 20 million people cheered. Yeah, exactly right. It's like America right now. You know, they're spending millions of taxpayer dollars to continue to contest an election that is uncontestable. Mm. Well, that's not taxpayers. He's, 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 he's money, raising yeah. money, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's asking his supporters for oh, five yeah, bucks. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's stupid tax. <laughs> that's stupidity. He's, implied, <laughs> he's stupid. implemented the yeah. stupid tax. Mm. Well, it's better than all their Kickstarters for kids with cancer, which is a tax on kindness. Every yeah. time you see that, some terrible thing, some terrible failure of their lack of a healthcare system. It's like, oh, wow, we we raised a million dollars to mm. fix to, this one child's... To do what Canada would do. Uh, for free, as part of, for, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who were the winners and losers of this week? Alice Fraser. Uh, for me, the winner uh, of, well, the loser of the week for me is Woody Allen because oh. somebody spread a rumour online that Woody Allen had died and a lot of people were upset because they thought that Woody Allen had died and then the rumour was, rumor was proven to be untrue mm. and then a lot of people were very upset that he hadn't died, which has <laughs> got to be like a bit of a burn. Like you mm. got That's got to sting. This is an absolute true yeah. story. In 1981, uh, my wife's mother... Uh, bless her soul, uh, said to her that Woody Allen had died. She just misheard something. And so Deborah went through the next five years, because you believe your mother, don't you? Oh, yeah. Next five years with Woody Allen releasing movies and things. She must have made a lot of movies. (laughs) 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 Wow, what a backlog of films. This proves that why it's normally a good thing to do whatever Mm. your mother says. There are occasions when you should... Double check the facts. <laughs> the, the facts that you and the winner and the winner for me is the small owl that was found inside this year's Rockefeller Christmas tree in New York. Uh, so it was found. This tiny little owl uh, was found in the tree. It was a bit dehydrated and tired, but it's now been revived with the feeding mm. of some mice and some water and wrapped in. What a little did it towel. come? It come with the tree. It from had some... come with the tree from from wherever the tree had been cut down. It had travelled many oh. thousands of miles and uh, it was rescued. An adorable tiny owl. I feel. Like that owl is the winner. That's the, the spirit of Christmas, or as we call mm. it, Alice Fraser's birthday. Day. The song, <laughs> a tiny owl in a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Eck, who were the winners and losers um, of this week? Yeah, well, speaking of uh, birds, did you read that uh, a pigeon, a racing pigeon, mm. was sold? For one point nine million dollars. Yeah, here's my right. question: Do you think I paid too much? <laughs> <laughs> I think you may have, because and it was a female. Apparently, female the males Kim, generally, because you can get more, yeah. uh, you know, offspring. It's called uh, New Kim. Um, it was a bidding war, which is a lot of money to pay, considering that pigeons can be slowed down by just a 
strategic placement of breadcrumbs mm. and a couple of window seals. You can thwart them. Yeah. I mean, an eagle doesn't do a lot for them either. No. <laughs> well, this is funny. This is what it said in the story. It said, um, it said, this is what happened a couple of years ago. Two men were convicted by a Shanghai court in 2018 of trying to fix a high-stakes race by putting their pigeons on a bullet train. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening to ABC Radio Sydney, the home of all your pigeon humour requirements. <laughs> and who were the so, And the loser was that Adelaide pizza guy that yeah. uh, claimed that, you know, he, he bought the pizza. He claimed that he bought <clears> the pizza, right, at a pizza shop. But, in fact, he actually worked at the pizza shop. And this is the reason they locked down South Australia terribly because they assumed if the guy just bought the pizza, this must be an incredibly mm. virulent strain which can be just one little bit of it on the outside of a pizza box is enough to, you know, infest a whole city so we'll shut down everything. Yeah. But once they realised he was actually working shoulder to shoulder with this guy, they realised all the lockdown didn't need to happen. That's right. And now the pizza place, feel ter- they feel terrible. So they've got a promotion. Like if the, if the COVID virus is not delivered in 30 minutes, the pizza is free. <laughs> so it's a great, it's a great deal. Yeah, everyone's yeah, everyone's their, a winner. Everyone's in for their slice. Tommy Dan, who are the winners and losers? <laughs> well, I would say the losers are all the Adelaide people that, you know, went panic buying of toilet paper like they haven't learned. <laughs> now they're all stupid and sitting around with a bunch of toilet paper feeling a little silly. Can't close the <laughs> door silly. of the bathroom. And I think the big winner is uh, aliens in space because I'm pretty sure Elon Musk sent COVID-19 into orbit. So well done, SpaceX. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when are you on at the Comedy Store, Alice Fraser? The 27th of November. <laughs> the 27th of November. Book your tickets for Alice Fraser at the Comedy Store before she goes back to the UK, probably in about 2025. <laughs> she's going to go on the back of a racing pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Please thank Gary Eck, Alice Fraser and Tommy Dean. Yay! 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 Thank God it's-